0: Welcome back to the Running Deep Podcast. We are excited to continue the topic from last month. Uh, Last month we discussed the topic of submission with Lynette Hager. And we are going to kind of continue this topic, um, but broaden it out to being a keeper of the home. So if you haven't listened to the podcast from last month, go ahead and listen to that one. That one's all about submission and where we see that in God's word. And this month we're going to talk about what does it look like to be a keeper of the home? Um, And where do we find that in scripture? So thanks for coming back, Lynette, and joining us again. My pleasure. Thank you. Um, We had a great time talking about submission. And um, like I said in the podcast before, um, Lynette has been married for 28 years and she has Mm -hmm. a lot of experience and she's been a wife and a mom. She has two sons. So she's coming to the table here uh, with experience. And um, this this kind of podcast and topic um, was birthed out of our summer study. Um, Lynette encouraged me, gosh, probably over a year ago mm-hmm. to read the book Adorned. And I put it on my read list, must read list. And I started reading it last spring and I said, Yes, you are right. It is a wonderful book. Um, it's written by Nancy Damas wolgemuth and um, such a great book. And it's kind of based out of what does it look like to be a Titus 2 woman, right? Yes. Um, so in the book of Titus, um, I'm just going to read this passage a little bit to um, open up this topic. So in Titus 2, um, It's talking about what it looks like to train up the younger women and the younger men in the church. And um, in Titus 2, 3, it says, in the same way older women are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not slaves to excessive drinking. They are to teach what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be self-controlled, pure, workers at home, kind and in submission to their husbands so that God's word will not be slandered. So we talked last month about being submissive to our husbands and loving our husbands. And this month, we're going to talk a little bit about what does it mean to be a worker at home or a keeper of the home? This is such a confusing topic. And um, let's just open it up with what does that mean? When when Titus 2 says to be a worker or keeper of the home, what does that
1: mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually had to dig around a little bit to really get to the heart of that. Um, that phrase means to keep or to guard or to take care of her home. So that simply means that we need to be fully aware of what is going on in our home as we tend to it and Uh, guard it. Mm -hmm.
0: So um, where would you find this um, this idea of keeping or attending in God's word?
1: Yeah I think Proverbs 31 is a great place to start for that is just a beautiful description of um, all of the things that women can be doing at home. Um, But specifically um, in verse 27 of Proverbs 31 says, She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. So essentially, she is watching over everything and she's busy and not idle um, mm. because they really you know particularly for her there was no time mm. to be idle with everything mm-hmm. that that needed to be done
0: yeah oh man i can't imagine keeping a home in that day and age i
1: know and you know actually having to grow the wheat to make the flour right. to make the bread like no <laughs>
0: i just go to aldi and right. buy a loaf of bread <laughs> Um, So this keeping and tending, uh, we see this word show up very early in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. um, And this word shows up in the beginning of God's word in Genesis. Is that the same type of tending, keeping?
1: I think that it is. Adam was placed in the garden to keep it, Mm -hmm. um, to tend to it, and to protect it. He oversaw. What was happening there, and he was responsible for, yeah, what was happening there. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's that's so good and a great um, place to start. Of what does it look like to keep and to tend? So, um, just draw out for me a little bit of what this passage in Titus two is talking about, and who he's talking to, and how we're how are we supposed to read this as women of the church today?
1: Mm-hmm. So. Well, specifically then, women were being idled and they being idle and going from house to house and gossiping and not being at home and not being busy at home, taking care of their own homes. So um, now... Um, to sort of to just draw that. I mean, we do need to be focused on our own home, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of what that is: is to not be so concerned about what everyone else is doing, but to look at our own home that we have been given authority and responsibility for. It also falls into our role of womanhood. You know, God called us to be women, and part of that is tending to our home, making a home as we're called. And some sometimes the word homemaker or yeah, home, homemaker mm-hmm. is used in yeah. the in the Proverbs 31 passage. And so um, we are called to be in our home, the keeper of the home and the maker of our home. Mm,
0: yeah. And is there anywhere else um, that in God's word that talks about this? Or is it just in Proverbs 31 and Titus?
1: No. Um, so... Well, then going back to Genesis in the garden, yeah. when we're talking about exactly how Adam was to tend and to care for and to guard, also to watch what was going in and out mm. of, of that, how um, not in a ruler kind of way, but an overseer mm. of it. So I firmly believe that we are the overseers of the home. Proverbs 14 says, every wise woman builds her house. Um, in First Timothy, he was talking to um, young widows and counseling them to marry, have children, and manage their homes. Mm. And so we, there are a couple of places that just point to that as, as women managing the home.
0: Yeah. So it is an important topic, but why would you say this is important and matters um, in light of eternity? So why why should we be concerned about this little phrase that is found in <laughs> Titus 2?
1: hmm Keeping our home is the way that we get to display um, an orderliness and attending to things. So if we are living in chaos, which um, some people just do, mm-hmm. um, they're sort of flying from moment to moment and crisis to crisis, um, but God is a God of order and not a God of chaos. He is not a God of confusion, but a God of clarity. Mm-hmm. So. I believe that we too are called to create order out of chaos, um, just as Sometimes he did. My life I, feels very chaotic. I know, <laughs> and I—I I had the privilege of being a stay-at-home mom, so I was with my kids 24/7 their entire lives. And actually, I'm still at home, mm. and they're not, so um, <laughs> I still get to do that in some ways. Um, especially since we have college students in and out of our home, um, but it also speaks to being able to be hospitable so now that our kids are gone i still am the keeper of our home and um keeping things orderly
0: yeah and the the um eternal perspective like you said i i remember um reading this in the adorned book and then talking to you about it later of um the the light bulb moment for me was going God is, like you said, a God of order. And if if I am not keeping my home in an orderly fashion, I'm not showing my children, my neighbors, my spouse, my mm-hmm. friends, um, a characteristic of God. Just like I want mm-hmm. to be loving to my children so that I can show the love of God. I want to mm-hmm. be compassionate to them so I can show them the compassion of God. Um, in the same way, I want to be one of order and not have chaos in our Mm -hmm. home because God is a God of order. Mm -hmm. That really helped me understand, okay, this is important. It's just not not a matter of preference because I think sometimes women will say, well, I like a tidy house and you don't, or you're just not a tidy person, Um, you you can live in chaos, all those phrases that maybe come up. And yes, we all have different levels of what we call order. So I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that there is a cookie cutter model Mm -hmm. of what everyone's house needs to look like. Um, Because even if you walked into the homes of every elder's wife or staff woman or, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone at Candeo is going to, it's going to look different. Um, But it matters in light of eternity because God is a God of order. Yes. Um, how would you say also just like in, in how we steward things, why is it important?
1: Exactly. Um, God has given us so many blessings, so many gifts. We have actual resources that we get to steward. And it's not just our physical home. Um, Yes, we need to steward that for the good of our family and the glory of the Lord in that because of what he's given us. But we are also to steward our time, Hmm. our possessions, our health, our money, our energy. So when we show a disregard, and I think that's what that is, Hmm. if, if, there is just utter chaos and there isn't an order to things or um, a system in place mm-hmm. for making your home run smoothly, then I don't think we're stewarding all that we've been given in a way that's honoring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, every season of life is going to look different. It so does. stewarding mm-hmm. those things, it's going to look a little bit different. Um, yeah. But what would this look like uh, today in a home um I think the the burning question that maybe um, most women ask when they read this passage is, okay, so does this mean I need to stay home full time?
1: Sure, um, I was able to do that, and I will I will beat that drum all day long yeah. that if you can, then it is wise to mm-hmm. do so. Um, Many circumstances play into that, so I understand that. Absolutely, women can work outside the home. Mm-hmm. Um, women have been gifted in careers and running businesses and speaking into the workplace in ways that um, are, are absolutely important. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do work outside the home, you are still called to be the keeper of your home. So then I think it's even more vitally important that you have systems in place that allow you to still create a space in your home where Where your people can come home at the end of the day and find peace and nurturing and healing and kindness and calm and so there still is that um, responsibility to create a home space that does that for your family in addition to the things that you bring to the workplace
0: yeah and this is um just the beauty of even just having two different voices in this where you know you have been home stay at home you know since your mm-hmm. boys were born i've kind of done a lot of mixtures of mm-hmm. different things i've stayed home full time i've worked 8 hours i've worked 12 hours a week mm-hmm. i've worked 20 hours a week you know mm-hmm. i've not worked you know i've had seasons on off um and really going back to, okay, what does God's words say? And leaning into Jake and leaning, and this goes back to submission, yes. to mm-hmm. what what does what is the desire of our household and what does our husband and his wisdom mm-hmm. say? Yes. Um, and asking Jake at different seasons of our life, what do you want me to do? What do you think I can do? Um, and just leaning into that and ultimately realizing that my number one priority is to honor God in my home, and to honor God in how I keep the home, and am I discipling my children, and am I loving my spouse. So if I can't do that while I'm working, then for me, working needs to go first. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not able to do the things that I'm responsible for first in my home, then I shouldn't be working outside the home, or maybe I need to pull back on my hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had many conversations, and it's still a conversation in our home, of what does this look like in each season? Because yes. when my kids were mm-hmm. really little, um, I stayed home full-time, because I, I personally couldn't, I couldn't do both. Um, and then when they went to school it's like hey they're in school all day every day I think I have some more um, margin in my life Mm -hmm. but again what we're not saying is it's a cookie cutter one size fits all for every woman but what we are saying is God's word is very clear about our responsibilities. Just like our husband is called to lead the home, mm-hmm. and he is called to lead the home, whether he's working or not. Yes, you know that yes. doesn't change. We are called to be keepers of the home, whether we're working or not. Yes. So if it gets in the way, then something needs to change. Yeah,
1: that's well said. Um,
0: what What would you say? As you say, like put things in place that help you create order. What are What are some things? um, that, that help you create order in your home?
1: I think as much as you can pre-plan and pre-decide things so that you're not making all your decisions on the fly Mm. in crisis mode, I think there's tremendous value to menu planning and chore charts and and schedules and routines that create a rhythm of this is how our family is going to function and make this work and yes you and you can pull everyone into that but at the end of the day you have a conversation um with your husband about what what do you value most in this Mm -hmm. and and so um and I know I've told you this story before but when (laughs) our kids were both little before they went to school um I would be with them all day and we had, we had super fun days and we had super hard days. And every once in a while, if Michael came home and there was a box of honey nut Cheerios on the kitchen table, it was a don't even ask kind of day. And so that that meant I am just barely treading water here. Don't even ask for supper. There it is. I already did that for you. It's in that box on the table um because even in in the best circumstances in the ideal circumstances things fall apart right. so but it, as a rule if you have a rhythm and a schedule and you know what's happening next it also creates a sense of calm and peace within your family yes. of knowing first we do this and then we do this and um, people can take on more mm-hmm. responsibility for their own things and as, absolutely children can can be a part of those routines, but it's really establishing ways that make your home as comfortable as possible. And I think I saw this quote that um, it doesn't mean you you are always doing more. It could mean that you're doing less better. Mm. So what can you take off your plate to just sort of get rid of and then put more energy into fewer things that makes it better for you at home?
0: Yeah, that's great. And you know, like you mentioned, um, a schedule is so important. And it's loving to offer that to your Mm -hmm. family. If your family um, knows what to expect next, everyone's on the same page. So if you're living your life just like, I don't, no one knows what time they wake up. No one knows what, when do we have breakfast? Do we eat at the table? Where do we eat? When do we go to bed? How do we Mm -hmm. go to bed? you know what's next it's it's yes. it's hard on everyone mm-hmm. and so sometimes you you fight against that because it's like well a schedule is so restricting but a schedule is actually really freeing it i is. found and everyone knows what to expect and yes. i'll give a little example for our family and this is not prescriptive i'm going to say that you know that this is just what's been helpful for our family when my kids were really little Um, As soon as they were old enough to know what the TV was, because we don't have the TV on often, but, you know, two maybe or three, I don't know, when they were introduced to Elmo or whatever it was. (laughs) um, It was constantly, can I watch a show, show, show? I think it was just like they would say the word show. They couldn't even say a whole sentence. Mm. And I was fighting that because we did not want the TV on and all the time. And so I was just having to say no and there were tears and finally someone just said to me, why don't you just make a, a time of the day where they know when to expect it. What, whenever that is, it's changed based on season of life. For a while it was in the morning when I wanted to read the Bible, they got one show. Um, now it's, you know, at a different time when they get home from school or whatever. But they now they know. So yes. it's, they're mm-hmm. not asking because they know when they get to watch one show. Mm-hmm. And... You know, So there's different things yes. like that where if, if you can just create some clarity.
1: And Sarah, that ties into tending to your home because we're responsible for what goes in and out, mm-hmm. for what we allow into our home. And I think we allow too much noise yeah. into our home. So even when our kids were in school, like junior high and high school, we never had anything on in the morning. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning, you need a minute yeah. to gather your thoughts, to have some space, to have some solitude away from the noise of the world. Mm. Um, So I I think it's really wise to not have stuff on in the morning while Mm. you're trying to think, do I have everything I need to go out the door?
0: Yeah. Um, Another thing that we've done is um, morning charts. We have as the kids are older now they know how to read and even before judah knew how to read we had like a picture chart of Mm -hmm. this is what you need to do in the morning before you go to school or before we take your sister to school you know you need to eat your breakfast clean up your spot get dressed brush your teeth you know just some things and some of those things they need help it's okay if they Mm -hmm. need help but at least they know what is expected of them if people don't know what's expected of them then it just creates chaos and just
1: confusion yeah
0: and everyone's frustrated um but what are some other things you mentioned meal planning Mm -hmm. um what are some other things um as you look back on your life that has (laughs) created just helpful um rhythms in your home whether it be um Taking care of just your household chores or um, with your kids or your spouse?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things. So before technology, we had paper calendars. <laughs> and I had big desk calendars on the wall mm-hmm. where everyone could look and have a visual. Here's where we need to be when, here's who's doing what, when, and what you need to be able to go do that. So th- Part Of that was paper calendars, um, but also just a, a sense of, um, uh, f- for myself, just creating lists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think lists are important. I also think that knowing you can lay out your clothes for the week on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Mondays, once the kids went, Monday was my heavy cleaning day, my mm-hmm. deep cleaning day, like okay, they're gone now, they were here all yeah. weekend, and yeah. I'm gonna put everything back in order. Um, so Part of it is this is when I'm going to do this. Like yeah. when am I going to do this mountain of laundry? Yes. Um, when am I going to do whatever it is that need to be done? So also you can plan out your yeah. week of this is how and when these things are going to get done.
0: Yeah. And again, we're you know we're not prescribing anything. Everyone kind of works with a different flow. Yes. Um, but find what works for you and create a sense of normal. And like you said, the lists are helpful. Um, now sometimes when we think of like keeper of the home and you know cleaning or chores some people might say well isn't are you saying that the woman should do all the cleaning and all the cooking and all the household chores is that what keeper of the home means or what does that look like with your spouse
1: i think like you said it varies from home to home Mm -hmm. it certainly doesn't mean that everything lays at your feet as the woman in the home Mm -hmm. Um, you agree on those kinds of things of who who's going to enter in and make sure that gets done but at the end of the day we know what needs to be done and we know what level of um, cleanliness and order and routine helps us to function best Mm -hmm. and so to keep a peaceful Calm, ordered, nurturing home. You get to decide what what creates that space for mm-hmm. you. So um, maybe you do have to have you know, everything, maybe you bleach everything, you know, that's, that's (laughs) one end of it. Um, and also if, you know, if the floor doesn't crunch when you walk on it, that's a win too. (laughs) So it just depends on what you work out as this is how our home functions at the best capacity, but you do want it to be a place where people are flourishing. And Mm -hmm. if they're not, you just need to take a hard look at it and say, what else can we do better?
0: Yeah. And learning, um, I've learned that in, in marriage, like you're saying, uh, spouses can feel loved by different things. Yes. So I have a friend who said, I learned very quickly that my husband feels overwhelmed if he comes in and see dishes in the sink. He comes right to the sink and does all the dishes. Um, in my house, I don't know if Jake would ever notice if there's a dish in the <laughs> sink. He doesn't care. And that is not to say that he doesn't do dishes. He will mm-hmm. if I ask him, but he doesn't. That's, he doesn't care about the dishes mm-hmm. and that's not, um, he doesn't walk into the house and if there's dishes in the sink, he feels, you know, overwhelmed or whatever. But for him, I've noticed, if he walks in and the house is loud and there's toys all over the living room and the, the living space is crazy, he kind of gets this look like, oh, <laughs> what kind of day did we have? You know? Yes. Um, and so just yes. learning to learning your spouse and what loves them well and focusing on those areas to um, to know, okay, maybe, maybe if I only have time before Jake gets home from work to either pick up the living room or do the dishes, <laughs> I'm going to do the living room yes. first. Um, and then also, okay, what does... What does your spouse like to help with? And working that out together and saying, Mm -hmm. hey, could you help with this if you have time? And, you know, everyone's different. They might want to do the laundry because they're particular about Mm -hmm. their clothes and maybe they, you know, aren't. Everyone's different. Um, Now, there's a lot of questions that we could ask um, in this topic and there's a lot of different nuances to it. Um, But... One thing that um, I have thought of in just our conversation is if you're a single mom listening to this, what I don't want you to hear is um, guilt, or I don't want you to feel guilt. What Mm -hmm. would you say, Lynette, to a single mom Mm -hmm. um, who has to work outside the home?
1: Absolutely. Um, Hopefully, um, a single mom would have some sort of support system or a network of people. And even if you don't, then it's you deciding how can I best honor God with what's available to me. And so we we still want to do everything as unto the Lord. And so I would just be on my knees praying, Lord, how do I please you and honor you and worship you in what I have to offer you, which right now is a place that's really hard. Mm. Um, And so it's a again, it's a humbling mm-hmm. of of yourself to say, I know that I cannot do this all myself. So how do I help my children in this? And how do I just create a space where my children know they are loved and cared for?
0: Yeah, yeah. And if someone is um, even... Even a single person can learn to be a keeper of the home even before you have kids. You can be a keeper of your dorm room. Yes, yes. (laughs) You can create order out of (laughs) chaos in a dorm room. So this is not just once you get married, once you have children. Um, We can all be a keeper of our home wherever we are at. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you say to the person who just says, I'm not very good at housekeeping?
1: (laughs) It's time to learn. (laughs) I think housekeeping isn't a a spiritual gift. And so it's just not on the list. So it's something, if you have not been instructed well in that, though, that you, if you either didn't have a good example of it, or you just don't love it, and and a lot of people don't. It is something that can be learned, and mm-hmm. so find someone that you look up to, someone who who you trust and can go to, and say, "I would really like to be better at this. Can yeah. you can you help me with just some guidance here?" Yeah. And so I, that can't be an excuse um, of, well, I guess my house is just never going to be clean because I'm just not a good housekeeper.
0: Right. Yeah. And um, and that is totally the Titus to model of looking for someone asking for someone who's a step ahead of you to pour into you and to learn from and so this could be a very practical way to ask someone for help Mm -hmm. and just say hey i want to learn how to create a good routine or a good i i need help learning how to clean or i i don't know how to meal plan or budgeting Mm -hmm. you know all of those things can just ask someone for help Mm -hmm. and there's lots of women who would be happy to help Um, and the last question i'd ask you as we close out this topic is what would you say to the woman who um, just really feels like they're overwhelmed by this and they're becoming bitter towards the fact of like this is what i have to do
1: Mm -hmm. again i think it just goes back to uh a a spiritual maturity mm. place where um, perhaps you just haven't surrendered that to God, and and just really invite Jesus into all of this to to pray about um, our attitude, to pray about our bitterness. And yeah, sometimes we're just running on fumes, and you know you're lucky if you get honey nut cheerios today. I understand <sighs> there are those days, but yeah. but that's not to be the norm. Right, and so. Anytime we allow bitterness to grow in our heart, um, that's a spiritual issue. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And the Lord sees. The Lord sees Mm -hmm. all the things that we do that Mm -hmm. no one else sees. And God is with us in those quiet moments of folding the laundry Mm -hmm. at 1130 at night when you just want to go to (laughs) bed, but you need to get it done. Um, God sees. And whatever you can do to remind yourself of the fact that you are honoring the Lord in everything you do, work or deed, do it for the glory of God. And that includes sweeping that crunchy floor mm-hmm. for the 50th time because yes. the Cheerios spilled. Um, <laughs> we are all called to glorify the Lord in everything that we do. So if you need to write something down, I it's worn off of my broom, but I used to have um, glorify God in everything you do written on my <laughs> broom <laughs> because it That's was just a great. good reminder of, like, mm-hmm. I am glorifying God by sweeping up the Mm -hmm. breakfast crumbs today. Um, It doesn't have to be those big things that we do that are only glorifying to God. God sees everything. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for joining us again, Lynette, and um, talking about this topic. um, Again, there's so much more um, to this topic, um, and I would ask you one last question on these two topics, Keeper of the Home and Submission. What are some of your favorite resources if someone wants to read a book or listen to a podcast? Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't give you a heads up on this, so You did not.
1: However, um, I find that I forget sometimes how old I am. So some of my resources are, like, dated, but I still stand by them. So I would say anything by Elizabeth George, Uh anything by Elizabeth Elliot. Um, who just speak to disciplines of the home Anne ortland um, has a great book on disciplines of the home um yeah and the adorned book yeah i mean let's just start there with the adorned book
0: (laughs) yeah that's great um those are great resources um take a look at those and um, thank you again for joining us and we will look forward to another podcast next month